Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. What a better way to celebrate than to have the children celebrate. Yes. You know, what we have seen occur just since Friday is the voice of Malachi crying out from a couple thousand years ago. And he said that time would come as we prepare the way for the return of the Lord when the hearts of the children would turn towards the fathers and the fathers towards the children. Our Supreme Court is considered the fatherhood of this land, not the president. It's always been invested in the Supreme Court to be the one that reels things back in. Because a man in a term of four years or eight years or a woman, they can change a lot. But the supreme law of the land vested upon that court. And that court perverted it back in 73 and perverted it before that when it forced prayers out of the schools. And we've seen the horror and the tear that's been released upon the schools since God was asked to leave. And they can build doors and they can legislate guns and they can send $13 billion to try and deal with mental health, but the health that's ill in the schools is that God was asked to leave. God needs to come back into the schools. Let's do that next. There are those who say that will never happen because of what has occurred, but there are those who said also that we would never see the the federal right, the constitutional right, which was by itself distorted. It wasn't real. There was no such thing as a constitutional right to abortion. It was created by that seven to two court in 73. And the blood and the stain of those 63 million rested upon that court. You can say, pastor, that's harsh. No, that's fact. Just like we say that the blood of 6 million Jews and 9,000 Gentiles rested upon the Nazis in World War II at the gilding of one man with a sick, demented mind that was fueled by the fierce murder and terror of the Antichrist, so is that spirit that killed our unborn children. That's the spirit of the Antichrist. Beloved, we need to understand what's right and what's wrong. There's no gray area between good and evil. It's either good of God or it's evil of the spirit of the Antichrist. And so what you've seen in some sick group that called itself Jane's Revenge, holding little baby dolls as if they're dead children, how sick is that? Pouring blood upon their groins and their legs to show as if it was ripped from the womb. How sick is that? And then to declare a day of rage, where does that come from? You see, God's making it so clear and so simple for us to discern that there's not gonna be any justification for somebody to say, I'm confused. And what does that bring next? Beloved, it brings judgment. Amen. Judgment has begun and now shall really begin in the house of God. The saddest thing in all of this is when you have Christians, leaders, who are protesting the fact that the federal right to abortion has been canceled. 
God help them. God help them. And voices need to cry out and say, that's wrong. We need to be those, no matter how big, how small, wherever we're at, that say, no, that's wrong. Those leaders are perverted in their thought and in their faith. They don't understand or they've made choices. And that choice is to somehow dilute the word of God and the faith of God and the image of God is what the attack is against. This attack, no matter how you look at it, the genderization, the loss of species of male and female, the cursing of God's name in the name of humanism and and the fact that now there's no defined line, at least they're saying, between male and female. That's an attack on the image of God and the likeness of God. You see, the whole battle for souls is over the image and likeness of God. God created a family. He started with his image and likeness and Jesus Christ came and and transformed where the opportunity is again to be reborn and recreated in the image and likeness of God. And as in every move of God, which always has, we've seen in history, it's preceded by an attempt of infanticide. Always. When God was ready to deliver his children from Egypt, there was an infanticide that preceded it. Kill all the males. But God was able to deliver one in a little basket in a river. His name was Moses. And Moses, some years later, was entrusted with the law of God. And that law of God was very clear about life and blood. Life is in the blood. And blood is in the womb. In the moment of conception, it's a drop of blood. There's no way to deny that scientifically or biologically So what has happened? We've seen human reason and human mind try to explain that life in the womb is nothing but a mass of cells, reducing it to the name called fetus. It has no identity, no life, not a human being, so it can be expounded because there's reproductive rights. I was listening to a testimony from a mother and she was saying how she's so grateful that she didn't listen to the advice that she received that she was going to have a Down syndrome child. And she said that child brings her such joy, such life, such beauty she couldn't imagine having denied it because somebody said it was not worthy. Do you know that in some particular states, in one particular school, there hasn't been a down child in 10 years? That school used to have at least one or two per grade prior to selective choosing. No different than what the Romans would do when a child was born, if it wasn't the male, they'd smash that baby or the little girl.
rob it of its life right away. When the Messiah came and Herod was holding on to what was the time and culture of a nation that had grown astray from God, the E came out, kill the male children. Kill them because one of them might be the Messiah. But God preserved there too. And God has just preserved again. God only knows how many great women and men never breathed on this nation since 1973. Sacrificed at the altar of humanism. Selfishness. And the spirit of Antichrist. God only knows. But no more. Now it comes down to the states. And think about that. You see, there's no such thing as really being equally represented in Congress. You could see that. We've had things imposed upon this nation and upon us that the majority of the nation didn't want and doesn't want. The majority of the nation doesn't want there to be a gray line between what's a woman and what's a man. The majority of the nation, asked honestly, says, no, we want it to be what it's supposed to be, but yet it's imposed. And if you speak out against it, then you're evil. You're not good. If you speak out for it, then all of a sudden you have a lot more rights. That's because the way we're represented in Congress isn't really the voice of the people. It's the voice of those that come from areas that want to change the entire way of life and of this nation and even of faith. But when it comes down to the states, when it comes down to the states, there's more influence about what, who you vote for, what you vote in. And so we see that very quickly, in a matter of hours and days, states are being separated by those who say life is important and those who say abortion is more important. So what does that say? It's a clear, clear identity to the heavenly throne of how judgment will fall. And people can make a choice. They can make a choice where to stay, where to live, what to do, who to support. We move and fast forward to the book of Revelation. And we talk about Babylon, that great woman Babylon. Well, it's a woman because it's been given a gender, a gender that is basically engaged and married to the spirit of Antichrist. And what does the Lord say? What does the word of God say? What does the word himself say through that prophet recorded? Come out of her. Come out of her. For her blood is stained upon all of you. Come out of her. 
So there's an opportunity to come out. People will have to move out of places that don't want to conform to God. And those that want to conform to God are going to have to become stronger. And you will see judgment. There will be areas that are places of refuge. Places of refuge where God shall protect and put a curtain over areas where people come and go. Because those will be areas that are dedicated unto the Lord. And there will be other areas outside of that that will be more susceptible to judgment. Life is important to God. I have more that the Lord has given me. I intend fearfully to seek it with some fasting and with some prayer because the words that I received are going to be considered somewhat radical, but guess what? When the Lord gave that word that there would be three Supreme Court justices on November 9th at 3.30 in the morning. Not two, but three appointed in that first season. And he said to declare and call forth from the lower courts to bring forth the law of the land from the states. And that by the time they got up to the Supreme Court, he would change the heart of that court and would change the law of the land. He said that word from here. And I was mocked and I was ridiculed. And I have to tell you, there were times when I too wondered, Lord, <laughs> especially when there was only 30 days left before an election and we didn't have the third appointee yet. But God moved suddenly. Amen. And just to show that the word was true, some other absurd things were spoken of that Morning, 3.30 in the morning, November 9th, 2016. While President Obama was still the president. He said there would be a space force. I had no idea what a space force was. And I'm not even sure why he said we needed it until I attended a meeting. And my wife and I somehow made it. And we found out that our country was in such high-risk security because both China and Russia had a 5G capacity in space and we only had a 4, which meant they could have a faster reaction against us and our satellites and we could do nothing about it. That's why we ended up with the Space Force, beloved. Security kept it down, but that was the reason. And that's why the Lord spoke it, because he knew what was happening in the shadows. He said the embassy would be moved from Israel, in Israel from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, which was another curse that needed to be lifted off of this nation. So we see that God is peeling away the onion. He's heard the prayer of this nation, and as long as we declare that we are still one nation under God, God will honor that declaration but we must be those who do not relent. Hallelujah. And we cannot just now say the battle is over. No, it has just begun. And if indeed we want to be a light to the nations and a torch, then it has to come out of the church and a purified church and a repentant church. And a church that's bold and stands forth against all odds because... 
The pure body of Christ plus God cannot be defeated. God's will shall prevail. His word shall echo. But the way the Lord has established his kingdom is that we are the oracles of God. We are the voice. And if we are quiet, he's not going to shake the heavens to shake the world if the whole world is quiet. But he will shake the heavens if we agree here on earth. So that's the line we've crossed. It's a mighty line. It's a mighty day in the kingdom of God here on earth and in the United States. And Jane's revenge shall clamor and echo and squawk and claw. But we need to be those who pray that the claws are ripped out of her hands. That she has no force. And we need to pray to reclaim the lives and hearts of good young people. I was discussing with a general, a man I consider one of the last living generals of the breed that came out of the Pentecostal movement. And we were talking on the phone how absurd it was to watch young women crying out that their reproductive rights have been ripped from them. They're 19, 18, 17 years old, saying that their lives will never be the same. They'll never be able to fulfill their, their rights as a woman. They, their minds have been blurred. They don't even understand what they're saying. And he had the same thought I had. What if that girl's mother had decided to abort her? Where would those rights have been? What if the people that claim they want the right to abort had been aborted? What if they'd had had a choice in the womb to say, I want to live or I want to die? I wonder what choice they would have made. It's called selfishness. And the Lord said there would be a time when we would fall into that in this age where self is glorified more than God. So we need to pray and claim back that generation. Actually, it's a couple generations that have been lost to the lie. Jeff and I were talking and we both know it. We've talked about it a long time. The truth about how Planned Parenthood came about needs to be really taught. It was taught to eliminate black babies, brown babies, yellow babies, Jewish babies. Even Italians believe that. They were named. So that there could be a white pure race, an Anglo-Saxon blue-eyed race. And so now, unfortunately, you have those saying, well, it's the black population, the brown population, those women that are going to pay the biggest price. Really? Really? $13 billion for mental health. We should be helping every woman that has a child through the first two years with money. We give it away for everything else. Diapers should be free. Baby formula should be free. School should be free. We give it away for everything else. 
How about corporate America? Corporate America within hours came out. Many of them said, we're going to pay for our employees, our women, their travel and their time to go and have an abortion and come back to work. How many of them pay for them to stay home and have a child for a year? Give them the formula, the medical care. It's upside down. And unfortunately, the church is sick, it's diseased. The church is ill, needs healed. But God has started the healing process and the curse has been lifted from the Supreme Court. And we now, and I feel the Holy Spirit all over me, we now need to flood this court with the truth of God. And we need to be as radical as we're being accused of being for God. With no shame, no stop, no hesitancy, we must be those who stand strong. No gray, just light. And God is going to begin to call people out in the body of Christ. He'll do it his own way, but he's going to do it. And Ezekiel 34 is going to come as true as it's ever been, where he's going to break the yokes off of the sheep from those shepherds that have been feeding themselves of the grass of those sheep. It's going to happen more and more and more. And there's going to be such a division that we're going to be able to see the church of Laodicea clearly here on earth. Yep. Hot, lukewarm, and cold. Okay, I've ranted. We celebrated, and now we've declared a word, and that word shall continue to come forth. For the Lord speaks through his oracles, and then he moves. And he's a gracious God. He's a merciful God. Jesus Christ didn't come with the first intent to condemn. He came to redeem and save. So now we need to pray for a mind change and to salvage some generations that are confused, have had their minds blinded. Who's the mind blinder? We know who he is. Paul, he cautioned us about the blind mind, the, the mind blinder. So we have a couple generations whose minds are blinded, but God can redeem them and bring the light. Amen. Let's worship with uh, one more song. And just... Lift up the beautiful name of our Lord. Amen. Yes. We have no timelines. We're, we're not on an agenda here. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. One more time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done. Oh, God, we worship you. We give you the glory. Thank you, Father. The scripture tells us, 
in Psalm 2, verse 1 to 4, why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? And the kings of the earth, they set themselves, and the rulers, they take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed one. But what does the Lord do? The Lord sits in the heavens and he laughs. He waits for those that are going to do what they think they're going to do. And then when they're done doing what they're doing, God shows up. And he does it suddenly. And he does what people may not be looking in the world, but what the church is believing for and what the body of Christ is standing for. But I want to tell you today, I want to minister. I'm going to minister shortly. I'm going to minister. I got this from the Lord this morning. I sat before the Lord and I asked him, I said, God, you're filling my spirit with some things, but I need to put it down and I need to know what it is. Everything that we hear from this pulpit and we heard from 2016 was a declaration, a prophetic word that has been fulfilled filled. We have heard the prophetic word that God said, and he fulfilled it. And now I want you to look at your hand. I want you to look at your hand. Everybody look at your hands. What has God put in your hands? What has God put in your hands? He has put authority, dominion, power, and he's calling us into that place where we're going to not be satisfied, where we're not not going to be satisfied with the things that the world has. We're not going to be moved by the world's judgments. They can have raging going on in the earth right now, but guess what? Their rages take nothing away from who God is, who the Lord is, and what his plans are in this, in this time and in this season. The scripture tells us that he who sits in the heavens laughs. And the Lord shall hold them, what? In derision. No matter what they try, the Lord is holding them in derision. He has set himself against the plans of the enemy. We cannot and they cannot overthrow, overthwart what God has done. The Lord tells us in the scripture that thy word is what? Settled in the heavens and it's established forever. I want to talk to us. Pastor Frank prepared the way in everything and in saying all of the prophetic uh, words that have taken place. And he has set the stage that he'll go forward with. He has set the stage on what was, what was spoken, what has come to pass. But my heart and what the Lord has put upon my spirit for our body and for the body of Christ is what are we going to do with it? What are we going to do? Are we going to move forward or are we going to be willing to just be satisfied with what the Lord has just done? God is always doing miracles. He is always moving powerfully. We are here in the earth and the Lord is moving in the earth. He's moving in the highest and he's moving in the highest legislative, judicial places of the land. But how many know that he is the highest God that moves according to his own will and purpose, releasing the kingdom into the earth? But we're kingdom carriers. We have to respond. We have to do the things that God has called us to do. It's not a religious work. It's not a religious work. 
It's a work of the heart where the Holy Spirit fills us with everything that we need in order to do everything that he has called us to do. It's not just in the pulpit. It's not just in the church. It's the power of God that moves and resonates through each one of us to do the work that the Lord has called us to do. We have dominion. Do, if we read the scripture, there were 11 that he called aside and said, behold, I give you power and authority. Those 11 transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit, the entire world. They went into all the world and they preached the gospel. And when they preached the gospel, people were saved, delivered, transformed, filled with the Holy Spirit. So many times we've thought that now we have the victory. 911, everybody repented and did everything that they thought they should do. And then we had COVID and everyone backed off. And by the way, a prophecy concerning COVID came from this house as well, from the apostle of this house. They stood and everyone began to seek and search the Lord. And then it just waned off. And just as if people were taking off masks, so did the, so did the fire of God, uh, so did the fire in the people's hearts for the Lord diminish. Now we have received a victory. What are we going to do? We're going to pursue the Lord. He wants the fire of God, the zeal of God, the fear of the Lord to come. And you know, if we really are honest with ourselves, we can tell ourselves, I'll admit it. Back and you go, we go up and down, we get tired, we get weary, we get struggling, and we forget that we still have the power of the Holy Ghost tabernacling within us. In the Old Testament, they had... They had the mountain, and, and people went to the mountain. But check this out. There was one man who was allowed to go to the mountain, and it was Moses, and he brought back and he carried down what the Lord had given him. But in this day, when the Lord tabernacles with us, we are carriers of everything that he has to bring transformation into the lives of people, nations, regions, territories, our families. We are carriers of his glory. We are carriers of his presence. We are carriers in the spheres that God has accounted us to go to. And some that I've even spoken to in the past, they look at someone who, as Apostle Frank, and they think, I, I want to do that or I need to do that. Beloved, there is a price for that. There is a price to pay when you're going to speak those things. You think you just speak it and it's just a spotlight shines on somebody. No, it, it's a price to pay in the spirit realm. You see, we become so carnally minded in the body of Christ that we feed our flesh rather than feeding our spirits. And when we do that, we look at it in the natural and we fail to look at the spiritual. We, we do. We operate in love. We operate in grace in this house. But we have to operate in maturity as well. And maturity is 
pursuing and seeking and loving God with the fervency that no, that's a fire that cannot be quenched. What does the Bible say? Our God is a consuming fire. So if he's within us, he is consuming us. He is filling us. He is speaking to us. He is anointing us. He is calling us. And he is saying, go and preach the gospel. Where? Maybe next door. Maybe down the street. Maybe at the auto shop. But be a voice in this hour. We are called to be a voice. How will they hear if we don't speak? How will things change in the earth if we don't declare? We declare the word of the Lord. His word stands forever. We declare the word of the Lord over circumstances and situations, and we see it transform. We have prayed and prayed and interceded and cried and called forth and declared and decreed not just us, but many across this nation and other nations, that babies would be spared. And what has happened? The impossible that people said would never happen, happened because of our God. It is a time and a season where the fire of God, not only to consume and to purify, how many admit we, the body needs to be purified. The Lord spoke in the Old Testament, but now he speaks into the earth by us, his anointed ones, to permeate the earth and change, bring the change and the transformation in lives. In the Old Testament, only certain, only the Lord gave directives to certain individuals, certain people, how did we recognize them? We recognized them by their garments, by their words, by their position. And he would call one. And isn't it amazing? You may have one message, and that's the message that needs to be said. What is that message when he called, when he called the prophets? He gave them a message to repeat and to repeat and to repeat and to repeat because it needed to be heard. So whatever the Lord is calling you to, He'll bring you through and do what he says to do. The scripture tells us, let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. God's enemies, although not people directly, are those who oppose in the spirit and in the natural to his plans and his purposes. They're used by the enemy to execute his plans in the earth. They oppose righteousness and they oppose truth because they oppose the Lord God Almighty. God's enemies are the demonic forces that rage against his plan, defeated his purposes, who destroy the people that he loves. The Lord paid the price and he has called us to counterattack. Listen counterattack in victory to opposition that should be and must be offensively postured. You know, we talk about a, you can be a stealth in the spirit realm. You could be a stealth. You know what that is? That's someone who's praying, interceding, 
seeing, seeking, speaking the word, and you can come into the territory of the enemy and you can see because God reveals the plans and strategies of the enemy and what he's trying to do in lives, families, and people, nations, and he'll reveal it. And we do, and there are people in here that have been in war and they have been in battle. And what happens? There's a strategic strike against the enemy's camp. That's done by the body of Christ. Do you realize we must realize who we truly are? We've had so much teaching on identity and believing and knowing, but we have to truly understand who we are and walk in the power and the anointing and the fire of God in our lives. A fire that doesn't get quenched because we love the Lord. With an, he loves us with an everlasting love, and our love is constantly being fanned. I had some plants, and the one plant on the back porch, I, I must have missed it, and I didn't water it for a while, and the plant was dead. And I took some water, and I thought I should have really videotaped it after, but I took some water, and I watered the plant. And when I watered the plant, it began to come alive. And the next time I looked at it, which was about an hour or an hour and a half later, it was living. It, was, it had come from death to life. Come on, church. There's a spiritual meaning in that. We come we come alive in the presence of the Lord. He waters us and the Holy Spirit moves within us. If there's one message that I've always been charged with, it's the power of the Holy Spirit. He is alive inside of each and every one of us and he wants to do the work. Apostle Frank led us this morning. I, I could have just sat and listened. It wasn't even important to me to come up here because of the importance of what really the Lord was releasing. But I want to release these couple things today. The fear of the Lord. We hear a lot about it. Do we have the fear of the Lord? It's a reverence and it's an awe. It's a submission to him. We see the fear of the Lord right now, the beginning of wisdom. We have in our hands what God wants us to do. We have every tool necessary. The Holy Spirit is our teacher, and he has taught us. And if we will sit with the Lord, he will speak to us. As we walk with him, he talks to us. He has prepared us. Religious mentality said that it's only the pastor or the clergy that do the kingdom work. Beloved, we are all charged with doing kingdom work. In every avenue of our lives, it's not just behind the pulpit. The scripture in Mark and the scriptures indicating the 70 that were sent out speak to a body of believers sent on a mission to complete their divine assignments and to fulfill the word of the Lord in their lives, reaching the world and allowing transformation to take place in people's lives. You know what's going to get some attention? When lives change, when circumstances change. Right now, the world is out there doing their rage. They're doing their rage, but it's going to come to naught. But we have to be prepared. We, we war in the spirit. 
We war in the spirit realm. We're radical in the spirit realm because that's where the battle is. They're not our enemy. The, the enemy is the enemy. And we need to battle in that realm. And we want to many times just take a break. We have, we have a victory. Now we need to pursue kingdom. Kingdom mentality on a regular basis for the kingdom of God suffers violence, but the violent take it by force. The Lord is a jealous God, for he says, I'm, you shall not worship any other God, for the Lord whose name is jealous is a jealous. He's impassioned. He's a God demanding, listen to this, what is rightfully his. That is jealousy of the Lord. And the zeal of the Lord, the zeal of the Lord, the zeal of your house has consumed me. And the mocking insults of those who insult you have fallen upon me. Yes, there's going to be warfare against us. But we stand for the zeal of the Lord. And you know what a key is? The key is unity. We have to stand as one. But judgment does begin in the house of God. And the Lord wants to deal with each of our hearts. And he wants us to surrender every part of them. And then he wants to visit us in fire. He wants to visit us in power. How many are satisfied where your, where your relationship is with the Lord? Are you satisfied? Are you, do you want more fire of the Holy Ghost? Do you want more power? It's right there. We just have to step into it. And we have to allow the Lord to move by his spirit to fill us as never before. Apostle Frank mentioned Ezekiel, and he talked about, he talked about the uh, 34, Ezekiel 34. Well, I was reading Ezekiel 33, 1 through 33. Study it. We want to have an activation. I have a word that the Lord gave me for an activation. But do we remember in the fire of the Holy Spirit how when we were talking about warriors, worshipers, and watchmen? What is a warrior? A warrior is a soldier. He's a militaristic mindset for kingdom purposes. Filled with the power of God led by his spirit, endured with all the, endued with all the necessary equipment, fully prepared for battle and strategic warfare. Watchmen. We had so many teachings about the watches of the night and the watchmen. A person who keeps watch, he guards and he warns. Nehemiah 4.9, Ezekiel 33, 1-33. You don't have to put it on the board. Isaiah 21.6, go, set a watchman and let him declare what he sees. You see prayer, intercession, declare what you see. Sometimes we see with our 
in our spiritual eyes. Sometimes we see in our spirit. Sometimes we see in vision form. There are seers in the house. There are those that see in their spirit. Declare what God shows and show where the enemy is. Declare what God shows and declare what he's doing in the earth. That binds up any attack that would come against. And worshipers, one who manifests adoration and devotion to their God and Lord. It's being a disciple, and it's more than singing and worshiping. It is, listen, it is a life dedicated to worship with voice, with actions, with heart, and with lifestyle. Beloved, we cannot rest in what is accomplished. We also cannot be driven to the point of drying up, tiring out, beating ourselves up, or losing sight. We must be led by the Spirit. For those that are the sons and the daughters of God are led by the Spirit. What's the purpose in all this? I'm only tagging on to what was really so vitally outlined and said today. But the Spirit of God inside of me is appealing to the Spirit of God inside of you. That we, together, fight this good fight of faith. That we move forward in the power of God and that nothing shall steal the fire of God or the zeal of God in our hearts for what the Lord wants to do in the earth. We have to be those that stand guard. We have to be those that are pillars. We have to be those that march ahead. We have to be those that have no fear. For God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but what? A power, love, and a sound mind. God has covered us. He has given us everything that we need to move forward. We have been taught. We have been taught like no other has been taught. We have had foundation, firm foundation. The Bible has, the, the, the apostle of this house has laid a firm foundation that is constantly building upon it. The word of God is truth. We have everything. We need to move in the fire of the Holy Ghost. We need to move in his power. And we need a special endowment of power that maybe we've not tapped into in a long time. It's easy to allow the things of the world to squeeze out. But when our eyes are focused upon the Lord and we have single vision, it's what matters to him that becomes our voice that matters to us. It's a challenge. It's a challenge, but it's a truth. It's a simple message. It's nothing that, that we can probably write home about. It's the Holy Spirit taking it and depositing it into us and telling us, come on, warriors, worshipers, watchmen, Let's fulfill our call, our assignments, our duties. Let's stand up. Let's not rest now that we have this. And just, as it's been said, kumbaya. Let's, let's allow the Lord 
to transform our lives. Let's allow him to transform our homes and our families, our communities, our regions, territories, this nation. You see, beloved, many people are called to the nations. And it sounds so lovely. You're called to the nations. There is a price to pay, but some of us are called to the nation that's next door. Some of us are called to our families. I remember something that my husband always said, because when we went before religious systems, they always, they would say, well, what are you called to do? Or what do you want to do? And they would always place this, this challenge or this burden upon him. And when we, he would never answer, and we would leave, and he often, often, often would say to me, you know what I'm called to do? I'm called to be a husband. I'm called to be a father. I'm called to be a grandfather. I'm called to rule in my house, and I'm called to speak to my family. He recognized his identity. He recognized who he was. Beloved, I'm going to issue a declaration and I want to open the altars. And if you say, you know what, I need the fire of God. I need to be filled again. I need the power of God. I need a washing. I'm dry and I can't even, I, I'm in a dry land and I've been praying. I'm discouraged. I'm depressed. I want you to come. I'm going to issue this declaration. I wrote it down just simply as the Lord led me to write it down. And I don't even, this was something that I did. And I'm not even, it, it was done on June 26th at 11.03 a.m. And it's been sitting and I felt that I should release it. Will you stand to your feet with me? I can truly walk away today knowing that what God deposited in my heart, I released. Doesn't matter. I know it has carries power in the atmosphere and it'll carry power moving forward because it's him, it's not me. As I release this declaration, I want you to pray it in your hearts. And if it's for you, you just need to activate it inside. We're going to activate it. And then we're going to open these altars. And this is called, you are called out of a place called familiar. You are called out of a place called familiar. You are never too old, and it's never too late. It's never too hard, and you are never alone. You are always fully equipped and gifted, abounding and ready to move. When you hear the word, this is the way. Walk ye in it. Your steps are ordered, and you are directed by the Lord. You are Holy Spirit-led. Every day you will fulfill the assignments of the Lord. You overcome in all things because greater is he who is within you than he who is in the world. You are blessed, full of faith, and will see the fulfillment of those things that you are believing for. Your Lord is faithful and will perform what he has promised. I declare a fresh, raise your hands, a fresh impartation, a refreshing, 
a courage and a strength into your spirit now. It's a new day. It's a new time. It's a new season. And the familiar is left behind. Push it behind you. It's an exploration, an impartation, and an activation of advancement is yours. Lay hold of it with boldness, moving beyond your natural sight into the realm of the Spirit, receiving all the promises in Jesus' authority and in his name. You pray it online as well. You are in this body and you're a part of this body and we're ministering to you as we're ministering to those that are here. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He says, travel light. I declare that you will travel light, but with the weightiness of the Holy Spirit, and that you will recognize what the Lord has mantled you with, and that you will move in the Spirit, that you will let go of what holds you back, and that you will reach for what takes you forward, takes you to a new place called there. A runner has a stance and a profile, and that is the one that you are going to have leaning forward with your eyes on the prize, prepared in every way to go at the sound of the start. Focused, challenged, goal-oriented, feet positioned, mind sharp, fully trained and prepared for this race. You are determined to win, calling on the strength from within to finish and to finish strong, finishing the course with a win awaiting. And there are many courses and assignments, so never fear a new start or a new assignment, for you have been called to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. I declare his kingdom reigns large within you with a greater enlargement and expansion realized and released in you today. I declare prophetic revelation gifts that are stirred within you and those that have been dormant will be brought to life. Quenched or hindered will be reactivated with the fire of the Lord and with the release of kingdom potential, assignments and boldness realized, taking ground and souls. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Play some, Sonny. We thank you. We thank you, Father. We need a refilling, Lord. We need a refilling, Father. I just want to call you to the altar. Those who want to receive a fresh infilling, a fresh touch of the fire of God, your fire's gone out. Your heart is heavy. You need something from God today. You need him to touch you. You need him to water that dry ground. You need him to reactivate you in the power of the Holy Spirit. You have a need. You're discouraged. You're depressed. You're waiting on an answer and you're saying, I haven't gotten it. I don't know. You're questioning. Now is the day. Today is the day. Today is the time. Today is the season. Now, in Jesus' name. Oh, my. Come and let him touch you now. Shed up our sun, die. 
I want you to begin to pray in the spirit. Let's activate that in the spirit realm. We have to activate it in the spirit realm. There's a Holy Ghost activation right now. There's no time for shyness. There's no time. This is the power of God moving in this altar right now. Oh, begin to intercede. Begin to pray. The fire of God and the power of God. The mantle of the Holy Ghost is mantling you now. You are mantled with power. Begin to pray. Pray in the spirit realm. Oh, yes. Raise your hands, those are out there. Raise your hands and receive. If you don't want to come up, raise your hands and receive. Oh, Father, let your fire fall. Oh, fresh and filling, oh God. Fresh, oh, thank you. Touch your voice, Lord. Touch your mouth, Lord. Oh, do it all. This intercessor, this prayer warrior, oh God, this intercessor. In the night hour, this intercessor. Intercessor, Father. Intercessor, raise, 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 Lord. You need to be praying. You need to be praying. Stir up and activate. Stir up and activate. You are worthy. Stir up and activate. Of all our praise. Warriors, worshipers, watchmen, it's time. Victorious Savior, our hearts can't deny that you've called us to be alert and alive. We are rising to all that you've been us to be. We are rising to all of the promise to see. We are warriors. Worshippers and watchmen. Let him do it. He's doing it. Let him do it. It's been way too long since we sang our song. Of redemption's power with confidence. Oh, holy Lord, you are coming soon for your church, the apple of your eye. You are worthy, Lord. Of all our praise, we're your church, 
the apple of your eye. Church arise, come alive, you're beautiful in his eye. Hey. We are warriors, worshippers, and watchmen. Warriors and worshipers and watchmen, yeah. Church of Rise. Come alive. Oh, God says you're beautiful. In his sight, oh, you are holy, Lord. You are coming soon for your bride, the apple of your eye. You are worthy. Of all our praise, we're your church, the apple of your Father, Sean
Thank you, Lord. Can we enter in for just this couple minutes without, with, with just the song? Turn around, worship. Go ahead, Sonny. Just close your eyes and allow the Lord to just finish the impartation that he has. Deep calls to deep. It's the Holy Spirit calling to your deep right now. He's calling to your deep. He's calling. He's whispering. He's speaking. He's stirring. Lord, let there be a sensitivity in this house to the Spirit of the Lord within that will be unmatched as never before in each individual life. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus. Glorify him in our lives, in our spirits. Glorify him in our homes and families. Let your kingdom come as you prepare us to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. Just pray very gently in the spirit. Shantada. Just very gently, let there be that intimacy that is needed in the spirit realm. Just intimacy as deep calls to deep for just a moment. Seal, Holy Spirit. Seal what needs sealed. Seal.
Father, I just thank you, Lord, for the sweet, sweet presence here today. Father, I thank you for each person that's here in the house, those that are watching online. Father, that you just seal, seal all the prayers, seal all those things that were deposited into people today. As we go forth with here, we go forth with your presence, with your joy, with your peace, with your love. In Jesus' name. 